Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a mundane conversation to help you just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I am your co-host for today, Nidhi Khanna. Oh, Nidhi, I was trying not to be too excited in the intro. I have to tell you, it was it was <laughs> using all my strength and energy not to give it away. I'm so happy Hi. that you're here today. I'm so happy to be here. Nidhi, first of you. all, so many of our listeners have been asking about you. How is she doing? Is she Aww. all right? Is she is she healthy? How's work? What's going on? <laughs> so I've, I've always been just responding. She's very busy, but she's awesome as always. So just tell us, Nitty, how have you been? Oh, my goodness. First of all, thank you to everyone who has been so supportive. I mean, the one thing about um, this show that has brought me so much joy is is the people who really love us and really have gravitated towards the show and and uh so that's very very special um I've been good I've been oh Marco um it's been you know I've been working a lot as you say I've been scuba diving a lot I've been kind of really um just focusing on sort of myself and all of the things that I have been wanting to do for the last little while and uh you know, um, it, it's taken up some more time than I thought it would. And so sure. I had to say, okay, where are the points in my life that I want to sort of explore right now? And where are the areas that, you know, I need to kind of step away from? Of course. Um, and uh, you've been such a huge support in all of that. So listen, I cannot thank you, you enough. Welcome home. Welcome thank back. You. Anytime you can or feel like being on the podcast, we are we are thrilled. I, I am thrilled. I can't speak for everyone, but I can tell you from the responses that I've been seeing, we're all thrilled to have you here. So Nitty, you just say the word. You just send me a text and say, let's do an episode. Done. We're record- we can do this all virtually. Yeah, we're recording this virtually. And I also want to tell our guests, you look fantastic. Oh, I love your hair, you. by the way. Thank you. Love it. Those pictures that you've had on your Instagram of you, you know, enjoying a drink or two always yep. make me so happy. I love it. But before we go into the drinks that you've been enjoying, <laughs> I need to find out, Zena, how Zena? She loves me, and I haven't seen her in so long. So I know, my here, heart... I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it around so you can see her. There she oh is. Oh my god, she's so adorable. Hi, Zena. She is. She's waiting for me to throw this thing. Yes. There you go. <laughs> um, she's good. She just celebrated her ninth birthday. Wow. I know. Um, and uh, she still acts like a puppy. 
um, which is very odd. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, whoa, chill. But it's funny because now she's sort of, you throw this like bone thing once or twice. And whereas before, like even a couple of years ago, you could do it like 10 times and she would still want to keep going. Now it's like, okay, she does it twice and she's like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. There, I'm that, done. That, that sound is Nitty throwing the chew toy that looks like a bone. Yes. Yeah. So apologies oh, for that. But, oh, it's all um, good. But she's good. She's still my little, my little baby. Oh my goodness. My family. All right. So next we have to talk about <laughs> scuba because it's always delight yes. to talk to you about your yes. scuba adventures. Yes. And they oh have God. they been curtailed? What are you up to? How are they going? Uh, yeah, Marco. You know they have been curtailed, obviously, during mm-hmm. this time. Sure. But I cannot wait to get back underneath the ocean soon. Right. Um, I was supposed to go to Roatan actually in June. Had to cancel Where, that. Where's that? So Roatan is just like an island off of Honduras. It's part of okay. Honduras, I guess. And I um, uh, it's got a spectacular reef, actually, one of the best reef uh, systems uh, in the world. And so I was really looking forward to diving somewhere new because, of course, I've been to Bonaire a few times now. And um, unfortunately, I had to um, uh, delay that trip. Sure. But I did the last time, um, I think... I think probably the last time we recorded was right before. I w- did I do my 100 feet? Did I do my advanced diving certificate? I think you did. Okay. You passed that, right? Where did you do it? Did, did you do it in Bonaire? I did. Yes. So you did. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Yeah. So that was really cool. I got to do wreck diving, right. ice diving, and all sorts of stuff. And now I'm studying to do my rescue diving, which is the next course. Oh, wow. I know. So I think like maybe I want to be sort of a, like I want to in my back pocket to be a dive instructor at some point or be able to teach diving. You would be um, great at that. Knowing you yeah, and how, you know, if I'm being totally honest, folks, sometimes when it comes to computer stuff, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And Nitty will walk me through things and she'll be like, no, no, you've got to click the wheel. No, it looks more like a cog, you know, like a like if you open up. a Oh, the one that looks like a watch. Yep. OK, so click on that. Oh, I, I X out of the screen. OK, turn this. And she's very patient and very good natured about it because I'm sometimes technology has the best well, of me. So. I mean, look how far you've come. Right. It's true. <laughs> You're the podcast expert now. Well, Nitty, you know. Remember the hours we would spend in oh from the computer God. watching tutorials? And... I know, I know. So you know, funny. it's really funny because it makes me think about how when you're learning something or when there's something new, like when you have the drive to learn something, yes. you'll just absorb it, right? And mm-hmm. you'll try and figure it out. And sometimes I think it's hard to find that sometimes. Like, okay, are you passionate enough to try and figure out how to learn it, right? And uh, yeah, that's what we did. We're just yeah, like, okay. The worst, and I'm sure you encounter this at work, is when you have to learn a new system and you're like, I'm already busy and now I have to spend time learning a new system yeah. and how to how to implement certain things that were just fine in the yeah. previous system. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, but kudos. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, so what are you looking forward to seeing on your next dive? Like, is there something that you're like, I really want to see or explore this on my next dive? Uh, you know what? I think I'm ready to see some sharks. Oh, okay. I think That's I'm great. there. I think I'm there. Where I wouldn't freak out. Sure. I would be like, um, yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to see them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, because, you know, sharks are uh, in the wild, like as long as you don't antagonize them. Yeah, they don't they're, you. Yeah, they're not going to do, they really don't, you. no. You really don't taste like food for them. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, I want to see uh, sharks and then I want to do another night dive because the first time I did a night dive, it was kind of scary and a little bit like just getting a climb, like not knowing what to expect. It was sure. Just getting over that. And now that I um, am kind of know what to expect, I feel like it would be super, super fun. When you've done your dive or your dives and you're coming out of the water, what is the next thing you want to do after the dive? Like, is there a ritual you have? Oh, Are you like, good question. I, yeah. Good question, Marco. It's good because I haven't had a chance to ask you a million not so good questions. <laughs> I know it's true. <laughs> Sometimes I would ask Nitty stuff and you wouldn't see this, but she'd roll her eyes or like look at me and shrug her shoulders. Like, what are you asking me right Remember now? Remember the time when I fell asleep during the recording? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Oh my I goodness. still remember that episode. I think oh. You were talking about pickling or something, pickling like your furniture. And I was like, yeah. I can't, I'm too tired I, for this. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times we would record when you just got home from a long day yeah. at work and it yeah. was like, oh, Nitty, I'm sorry, but we need an episode for tomorrow. And you're like, okay, I'm... just come over. <laughs> it's true. I remember. Um, and I remember waking up kind of halfway through going, did I just fall asleep to and I was What's like, I don't know if he noticed. I'm pretty sure he did, but he kept going with like the pickling. We're still in the story. Do you know that we have listeners who love like everyone's the pickling episode we did a few years back, and I'll still get you know some social media where it's like just listen to the pickling Pickle episode. It's so fun! I can't believe it. It makes me fall asleep every time. Yeah, it's it so... made me fall asleep too. Uh, <laughs> that's how good you know, it was. The chess episode I did with my brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. I actually, like, I had my, my hand on my cheek kind of thing, you know, when you rest your elbow on the table. Yeah. And a couple of times I could feel my head dropping during that episode when I was actually interviewed. I was falling asleep based on his responses. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. I um, But to answer your question, my ritual, I think, like, the first thing I want to do is obviously take off my tank. Sure. And take off, like, there is, like, a ritual to how you take off your gear. Okay. Um, cause it's all sloppy and like you're tired and it was a great dive and you're like talking about it, et cetera. And then it's like, get me my water, get me like, I need a snack of some kind. Okay. Um, what's your preferred snack? after scuba snack? I mean, something like an apple is fine, but okay. it, you know, um, yeah, usually I'm really, really hungry by the time I get Oh, that's up. amazing. I know. So good. So good. So, and then I like to, sorry. No, please. I just because you're always in that because usually um, we have a pickup truck, mm -hmm. and so part of the ritual is also just like sitting on the back of the truck and watching the water, right? As you're kind of like just decompressing. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Is there a beverage you like to have after a dive where you're like, you know what, an aperol spritz would do me just <laughs> well right now? I mean, after the last dive of a day, for <laughs> sure. Like get me the wine. Yeah, wine you're wine. you're wine. You're a wine a wine connoisseur. Yeah. Well connoisseur is a strong word. No, no, I, I would mean, say so. You know what, Nitty? Like when we when we go out and you have wine, you know the wines you like and mm -hmm. I know the lines you I, I know the line the wines you like too, just having known you for as many years as 
as I do. I want to mention, so you like, you like sparkling wine, right? Every now and then. Yeah. You're more of a red drinker. Yeah. But there's a sparkling wine I need you to try. Ooh, tell me. Yeah. So, okay. This is, this is the episode where I just talk to Nitty and everyone just listens to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. This is like our phone call. This is our catch up update. Oh. I haven't talked to you in a couple of months. I know. So Nitty, I, I, I don't love pro- Prosecco. Prosecco's not my sparkling. I'm not a okay. big sparkling person anyways. Okay, tell me. But I was at my friend's house, and I've I've known about this wine because I, I lived in Italy and stuff, but I never uh, – sparkling is not my go-to. But it's called Francia Corta, which means uh, um, small France or little mm-hmm. France or short France. Mm-hmm. It's the region that sort of borders France and Italy, and they have a very dry – sparkling delicate wine it's not like the it's not a harsh wine but it's a really lovely wine um and so a friend of mine had it we 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 saw him and he was like i want you to try this wine i really love it and so we had it and it was delightful i have some in my fridge so Mm -hmm. the next time you're in my neck of the woods we'll gotta come over and yeah We'll just have it. We'll celebrate, and uh, I really I need you to. I really that. need you to try it. Like if you're at the uh, wine store to pick some up, because I think yeah, really I'm looking at it. it right now on the LCBO app, um, the little wine store app. Okay, yum. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, whereas Prosecco's from the northeastern, say part of Italy, uh, Franciacorta is the northwestern part. That's where you're going to get it. It's a different type of grape. It's a different okay. style of, of sparkling. Yeah, um, Mark, like. We talked about my Greece trip last time, too. Yes, we did. Um, but I'm happy to revisit. No, I was just thinking about wine, and like the white wine there is really good, but I just do not like the red wine there. Yeah, uh, especially Greece. I, uh, did you have the Assertica? The, uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great, that's a yeah. great uh, Greek white. Yeah. But I just think the conditions are maybe a little too dry in Greece or a little bit too sun-baked for any wine red, red that is... Uh, but then again, what do I know? I'm not. I a... mean, it sounds like you know what you're talking about, but like, hasn't that been this entire podcast? Is us pretending we know what we're talking about? It's it's so true. Um, did I ever ask you what kind of sparkling water you like? Ooh, that's a good question. I think because here's old... the awesome thing about Nitty while she contemplates this, <laughs> she's up for anything. When you go out for a bite with her, like if when you go to a restaurant with Nitty, and it's like Nitty, you want sparkling? Let's get sparkly. You want to get an appetizer? Let's get appetizers. Like you're, you're always game for anything, which is something I love. Uh, but anyways, I'm asking you. It's true. Uh, yeah. It's true. Um, I mean, yeah, food and drink is definitely up there on my hobbies. Mm. Um, I would say I think a good San Pellegrino. Okay. I'm not like fussy on my sparkling wine, to be honest. Mm. How about you? Do you like it spritzed with something? Do you have a no, special? No, I prefer. Here's, here's, you know me, I'm persnickety, so I'm going to tell you, no ice in my sparkling. It has to just be cold, sparkling Mm -hmm. water. Mm -hmm. I don't like harsh bubbles, like in Perrier. Okay. I prefer medium strength bubbles, like in a San Pellegrino type thing. I don't like faint bubbles. That doesn't do it for me. Okay. And I I never need a lime or a lemon. I just like the water as is. Straight, straight up. Straight, yeah. Fair enough. Oh my goodness. And what have you been up to, Marco? Like, Marco, you're doing so many things. What have you um, 
have you read oh no i was gonna say something but now it sounds like i'm trying to set this up no it's all good um, i was gonna say have you read any books lately but then i figured like that's a setup for your anyways well yeah i want to plug i okay so i've read an audiobook so i was hired to narrate an audiobook so <laughs> that'll be coming out soon i'll tell people about it when it when when what i can funny? i don't it's gonna come out in the next week or two really so i don't know if i can i'd have to talk to the publishers if i can yeah. but um I will tell you this. So as our listeners know, I'm an actor and I got hired to do this voice, these voices, these voices. I got hired to do narration for this audiobook, And I didn't realize that this book has over 30 characters in it. So I had to have so many different voices. Oh, and, so you're not just narrating it, right? Like you got to actually act it out. I, you have to put a different inflection in your voice when you're, when the, when the, words on the page are from the character's mm. mouth. At least that's what the director wanted. Okay. The, pro the problem Nitty was, the majority of characters were seven-year-old boys. Oh no! Yeah. So I was always doing these seven-year-old boys' voices, right? And at a certain point, there's only so many seven-year-old boys I can muster oh up, God. right? Okay, can you and, give me an example though of a seven-year-old? Um, yeah, so one of them I had a slight list with right okay. so they would talk in italian too so it wasn't just <laughs> a, no, no. a seven-year-old boy talking in italian yeah yeah so it'd be like my one character's voice like the narrator who was the seven-year-old boy would be saying things like um uh i don't know why we have to go to the school tomorrow i, I really don't want to go to the school so i would just alter my voice ever so slightly right yep, yep. but then it would be like Let's go up to the mountain and see where the sheep are, right? Like, so that's the character. That's his best friend. He has a bit of a lisp. And I, ch I chose to give him that because he's more of a tougher character. Oh. So one would think, give the tougher character a tougher voice. But I thought it would be more interesting to give the kid a little bit of a lisp that he's probably going to grow out of. Yeah. But it adds more dimension to this tough kid with a lisp, I thought. Um, and then I had to do, you know, I had to do a woman giving birth at one point <laughs> yeah and then maybe so <laughs> yes I, I didn't tell you any of this did i clearly i didn't no, tell you so no. she gives birth at a certain point and it's not the most pleasant birth not that you know births are an easy thing whatsoever but this particular character had a really tough go at it <laughs> no. and so there was that aspect to it but the director seemed very happy with what i did so i was happy and then there was a part where it was a song like it was a page of song and i was like <laughs> no. so I, I just as we get to it my director i i stopped and i said okay I asked the director, I said, I don't know what to do here because it's a song that's being <laughs> sung of a song that doesn't exist. Oh, my God. I love it. And I don't know if you've ever heard me sing, but I love to sing, but I have the worst singing voice I ever. I know. The two of us can do a duet. We should. Just bad duets. We should yeah. do a podcast called Bad Duets. Bad Duets. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, what do I do? Like, what do you want me to do? And uh, the song was also in Italian. So it was like, oh, there's more challenges here too, right? So it's it's a song sung by a male and a female, and it's Italian. I'm like... like everything I, in there. It's like, yeah, it's it was like just, the actor's gymnastics that you were playing. So fortunately, I, I didn't know what to do, and, and I wouldn't know how to approach that. And the director was like, here's what we do. When we have a song in an audiobook, we treat it like a poem. And I'm like, 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And the hardest thing for me to do, apart from a lot of the voices, was there was a poem. You know how some books have a poem that introduced the book? Yep. And it was by Proust. Proust. Oh, yeah. You know that? Marcel Proust? Yeah. Yeah, Marcel Proust. Exactly. I didn't love it. It was like, ugh. This is the worst quote poem ever. But just because I don't love it doesn't mean that the listeners not love it or the or the author didn't love it, right? So I had to had to find a way to love that thing that I read, and I found that tricky. But my favorite thing was saying, you know, Nitty Kana Audio presents, like you know, like doing that little where you mentioned, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Like that was my that was my favorite thing of the book. Do you listen to audiobooks? You know, it, it's funny. Like, I'm obviously into podcasts and will listen to podcasts, but I haven't really gotten into audiobooks. I think yeah. it's because, like, I need, like, I enjoy my podcasts to be, or like my audio mm-hmm. to be more about, um, uh, like, the news or, like, I don't like the fiction. I don't know. I need to, I don't know. Actually, I've never really tried it. So maybe I'm just making a gross generalization about what I like and don't like. Well, you know, like if there's, I know you like mystery novels. I do. If there is an author whose works you haven't read yet, that you're like, oh, you know, I know that you've read Agatha Christie, but let's say you lo- you're like, she has such a huge body of work and I would like to read her books, but I don't have the time to be reading all her books. I find audiobooks gets you through an author's sort of uh, Repertoire. catalog. Yeah. See, I'm just more likely to watch TV. I don't know it's that. I'm more likely to watch TV. So we put on, so we really got into some of these shows that you like, and, and <laughs> our audience doesn't know is that I watched, yeah. Broad, I watched Broadchurch, then I put on my Facebook, I love Broadchurch, I'd like to have other of these kinds of, what would you call that kind of, that genre of uh, TV show? Uh, like, mystery, mystery thriller. thriller, yeah. yeah. And so a bunch of people chimed in, and then Nitty chimed in with a dissertation of the different types of British mystery (laughs) things and we talked about it on the podcast before so I knew I had some knowledge based on what you told me but the other day Amanda and I put on a show and I'll tell you the name of it in just a second she's like I don't know I just don't understand they're speaking English but I feel like it doesn't take place in England and it's called Young Wallander oh yeah 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 I've seen that (laughs) I'm like I think this takes place in Sweden and she goes so we look, and it does take place. And she goes, how did you know it took place in Sweden? And I'm like, well, Nitty told me that there's a whole genre of Swedish <laughs> mystery. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's really funny. Uh, I'm glad that I can um, provide some enlightenment on the mystery of the day. To wh- What are your favorite, by the way, for our listeners who might be into it? I mean, I really liked Broadchurch, the, the English version, yep. the first season in particular. I did like that one. I love anything David Tennant. Um, um, what is my favorite? Or what cuts it for you? What like what is it that you're like when you watch it? You're like, yeah. okay, this is one I can dive right into. I think it has to be somewhat complex. Like I don't okay. like it when it's you know, um, yeah. There's got to be like a, a few. Ep- there's got to be a multi episode arc and okay. have some complexity to it. Uh, I like when the characters are kind of a bit more layered. Sure. Um, often there are, you know, after you've watched as many as I have, there are often like very much you can see the tropes and you're like, oh, this guy again. Okay, yeah. Um, this stereotype, etc. But, right. um, you know, the forlorn 
police officer, chief detective who's lost his wife or right. in some ways, usually up there. Um, and then I like it, uh, you know, it's that, I, yeah, so I don't want to have to like solve it right away. Like sure. you got to keep me interested. Um, I like it when there's like something cine- cinema, like when the cinematography actually is kind of yeah. cool and dark and like, like I, I feel like the the location is part of the of the, of the, the story, yeah. Right? And it's like the location really has to speak to. Like, there's a few shows um, that were shot in Iceland, and it was cool because it's like the the actual Icelandic um, landscape is a part of the mood of the drama, right? Right. And so you you can't, yeah. So so I do really enjoy that. I really wow. enjoy that. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, I really got into them. I mean, fascinating's a a strong word, particularly on this podcast. Oh man, it's just so funny. It's so funny. Like, I, I don't know if you saw. So we've subscribed to a bunch of these um, movie channels now, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just so because we've been going through so many, right? And so we got Apple TV, and we got to see the morning show. I don't know if you've seen that. No, it's so great, Nitty. Really? Uh, Jennifer Aniston is fantastic in it. Oh. But going, I don't know why I just went on to that. But <laughs> Those are words I don't hear very often. <laughs> She's so stellar in it. I really have to say. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. Do you want to end it for us, Nitty? Oh, gosh. Shall I? Yeah, please. Okay. You've been listening to The Insomnia Project, recorded here in Toronto, Canada. And uh, we hope that you listen and sleep. <laughs>